Shorties, Spookies, Snazzes, gather around. It's time for another episode of Short and Spooky. This is the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, from the 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. Is that you, God? What are you doing up there? He's not doing well. No, you're listening to uh, the beautiful voice of Mr. Tommy Trash. Hey there. Hi. Hello, Trash Man. And you're also listening to the voice of uh, attractive male John the Junkie Man. That's me. Bizarro Sorrow. That's also me. Yeah, the whole thing. That's the double. You gotta mash them up. All right. Layer over. I never liked those mashup songs. I'm glad that f- that trend kind of faded away. Yeah, like Girl Talk and all that kind of stuff. Is that a band? Oh, it was a guy, yeah. <laughs> when I was working in the House of Blues, he, I think I told the story before. He was um, he did an event for the, the university I went to, and I was working it, and uh, he had a bunch of other people come on stage, and some girl stumped on his, um, his aux cable, and it... <laughs> Just came off all the music. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, and what he 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 specialized on. Uh, yeah, he would mashups? just do the thing where like you just like you have like one track going and you mix like another one into it, then mm-hmm. it fades out to the second track, and then you bring another one that fades out the other one. Yeah, I think and... that's just called DJing. It's it, no, it was it was really bad. I never liked it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was just working at the House of Blues then. So didn't you say you saw Hanson there too? Yeah, they actually were were killer. Who who was the, your favorite band that you saw while you were working there? Um, favorite as far as like weird uh, was Guar. Nice, gotta uh, love Guar. Guar was was cool. This is like two thousand eight, so this was when um, uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were facing each other for the Democrat uh, Democratic seat mm-hmm. for the Democratic Party, um, and they had uh, a decap. Well, I guess decapitated bodies of both of them <laughs> on either side of the stage, and then their intestines were tied together uh, in the middle of the stage. Oh, this is Guar. For some reason, I wasn't thinking that this was like a feature of the House of Blues. No, was, no, no, no. <laughs> that's the, a little no, explicit. No, 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 no. This was Guar, and uh, I'd never actually even heard or seen Guar before. And um, wait, how did you know it was uh, Obama and Hillary if they were had missing heads? Oh, uh, it was the heads of the body. Oh, oh, just sorry, okay. just the yeah, just the head part. Uh huh. Um, my apologies, and um, yeah, and I didn't realize that like it was a thing where people wear all these white shirts and go yeah. and you get in the front and you get sprayed by guar juice. Definitely, and they all have like cloved hoofs. Yes, or is that a thing cloved hooves? Yeah, cloven cloven hooves. Yeah. Yes, like devil's feet mm-hmm. or some sort of Satan thing. Pig feet. Pig feet. Um, and, yeah, but it was it was really interesting. Um, and you know, I I got to sit up in the or stand up in the um like the catwalks so to speak because we had access from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I could just get you know right up on stage. Uh, one of my favorite ones I I saw what not favorite, but you, you brought them up earlier. But Hanson really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Like I truly like I didn't I didn't like the music, but I was like, there's just the three of them. Uh-huh. They don't have any backup singers. They don't have any backup guitar players, drummers. It's the three of them just playing mm-hmm. bass, drum, guitar, and they were actually like really good at what they're doing. Unless they were you know. Like that would be great if like Guar opened for Hanson. Oh my God! <laughs> like it's, uh, what if the, what if split the bill? What if uh, Hanson really was Guar? Oh, that's who they all are. They in have, the costumes. wear suits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be great. Didn't one of the original members die recently of Guar? Yes, the the front man died a few years ago. Ah, rest in peace. Uh, I know you're down there burning in hell where you want to be. Yeah. Do you think they send him up to heaven? It's, Why say these things exist, right? Uh huh. He gets down there, he's like, sick, dude. And the devil's like, well, I need to make you suffer, so I'm going to send you up there at the, you know, the Ned Flanders of the world. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, they did write a lot of messed up songs. I, I mean, I remember watching that on Beavis and Butthead, and there was a song called Saddam A Go-Go. 
And, uh, of course, another one of their songs that was a hit was uh, Preschool Prostitute. And I believe that might be all the lyrics to that song. It's just said over and over and over again. Uh, were you a fan? Of Guar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought they were really cool. I appreciated the spectacle of it. It was like... It's an act. I, it was an act. But, I mean, so is, like, Kiss or, like, yeah. Alice Cooper, like, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, yeah. A lot of those... Um, it's performance. It's performative art, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and, and if it's um, provocative or, or edgy, and that's that's what it is. Like, you can also have the, the exact, you know, opposite of that, where someone's, like, some squeaky clean you know, country singer, but in real life, they're a total D-bag or vice versa, you know, like, it's, you're a performer. What, what you are on stage is not necessarily what you are in real life off of, uh, there are some exceptions. Yeah, it'd be great if, like, Marilyn Manson was, like, hella conservative and, like, a total nerd. Like, well, I mean, he kind of is a nerd, but if his persona was, like, completely, like, 180 degrees different. Well, Alice Cooper is, like, not in this in conservative wise, like his political, I don't know his political view, uh, beliefs, but he's like a scratch golfer. Well, big now sports fan. Now like, he's sober. But when he started doing uh, that, he wasn't. And well, I remember I saw what a was documentary. His, um, his poison. Yeah. Poison. He actually drank poison. <laughs> really? No, I'm just oh, kidding. He drank the band poison. <laughs> yeah. There is a band poison. Of yeah. Course. Brett, yes, Brett yes. Michaels. Yeah. Um, do you, you don't recall what he, what he, I mean, I'm it was, sure it was just everything. I just, yeah, I saw a documentary and it was really interesting. He was talking about his first performance that he did after getting sober. And he's like, I wasn't sure if Alice Cooper was going to come out tonight. Come out of me, you know, like being sober. And then he's like, but he did. Yeah. There, there's, um, it's actually really interesting, uh, reading about a lot of these, uh, famous, especially musicians who, or actors even who have gotten sober and really questioned themselves and or even had to like, like, I, I think I remember, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan had to basically reteach himself how to play guitar again once he got off of uh, of junk and coke and everything. Man, I mean, but you gotta admit, dude, like, junkies write some great music. Oh, of course. It's fucking great. Junk is funk, baby. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, my favorite band, Keith Richard, like, uh -huh. the Rolling Stones, like, they, some of their best songs were when they were just, like, completely ruined completely on Completely ruined, uh, yeah, like, staying up all night on coke and then doing junk all day and then in order to stay up, you... Do yeah. yeah. I, I told the story about wow. his book how he um when they got exiled to France they had to uh they lived in France for tax reasons. And they got exiled on the main street of France, mm -hmm. is that right? It, yeah, of course. No. Um but they would take a powerboat uh from Keith's uh mansion that he had every morning they'd take it to Italy and there was troops that were staged there for Vietnam, uh -huh. American troops. And they the troops would just like throw down like gigantic bags of, of weed and drugs and stuff that they would have confiscated. Man, being a rock star's got to be awesome. Yeah, like literally, like wake, like I mean, you know, you and I used to party back in the day. Like, imagine you know staying up all night and then getting your powerboat at fucking seven eight in the morning and just flying across the the sea to go to Italy to go eat fucking a dope ass breakfast, pick up a bunch of drugs, powerboat back, record a fucking hit track. And then just do the whole, that's the same thing. I mean, you and I would have died in like 1.5 days probably. Uh, yeah, sounds like a great time to me. Yeah. Shit. Hanging with Keith Richard. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, Alice Cooper. Hanging with Mr. <laughs> Cooper, the big sniff. Yeah. The original sniff. Hey, we want to say what's up to uh, the big sniff out there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the uh, Shorties, the Spookies, as we said, uh, the Dads, uh, Alameda, all the uh, classic hits. Yeah, and today, a special one for me. Yes. Grandma's. Yeah. I lost my grandma earlier today. Rip. 91 years old. Rip. Absolute ledge. She mm -hmm. was a bombshell. Uh, went to college when she was like 16 years old. Was like, she like a cool rockin' granny? Was she like... No, she was like super classy. Okay. Like I said, she went to school. She got... She skipped like the first three grades of school. Mm. And then she went to Tufts University when she was 16 years old. 
For street toughs? Yes. <laughs> she was... No, she was, she was gorgeous. My favorite fact about her is, um, I remember years and years ago, she was showing me pictures of uh, her wedding to my grandfather, and um, she was a smoker back then. Mm-hmm. She's very, very, very good looking. And uh, they photoshopped the cigarettes out of her hand. So she's just like, when she's getting like dressed up, like the zip, you know, everything's getting ready for the she's wedding. She's throwing up the peace sign. She's got the peace sign. So it just looks like she's like a, like a, uh, like a know, regular Alanis Morissette. Yeah, like she's like 1945, 46, like uh, hippie. Cool. Well, uh, I, uh, we're going to say, uh, yeah, I uh, hope uh, your grandma's doing great up there in the afterlife, like and you who, were saying. Who are we going to give? Thank you. Who else are we going to give? A, who's our guest we're going to give a shout out to? Why don't you pick one? All righty. Let's do. Um, what was Luke's? I don't remember. Why don't you just say Miss Carrie? Because I know you were hanging with her recently. Oh, yeah. Miss Carrie drove me to the doctor yesterday. So Very let's nice. give a shout out to Miss Key. Hey, hey. Um, uh, do you uh, want to do some picks of the week? Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's uh, start with you for your picks of the week. I almost forgot there for a second. I, I know. Like... I saw you. I was like, uh oh. He doesn't have it. I got it. I got it. Um, okay. So. I have been watching this show called Raised by Wolves that I absolutely love. It's fucking fantastic. Probably one of the best shows I've seen in years. I cannot say enough about it, and nobody I know has seen it. What network? Or, or, or it's uh, on HBO Go or HBO Max or one of those. Um, and uh, you get that through your your folks, don't you? Yeah, both my parents signed up for it. I was like, let me get that password. Man, look at that password. Actually, I think my best friend uh, Alex has it, and Dude. he owes me because I gave him my Netflix. So watch it, watch it. It's yeah. so good. It's uh, uh, directed and uh, produced and created by Ridley Scott. And uh, he drew all these pictures and like wrote all these scripts and and it's completely uniquely his. This um, is good, Ridley Scott. Fantastic! Okay. It's so good. It's uh, basically just to give a little premise without giving too much away. It's about uh, uh, two uh, androids that ru- raise a group of humans on an alien planet, and it's fantastic. Separately, together. Um, and what's really cool about it is unlike a lot of other shows that I've enjoyed, like, I don't know, like, uh, Game of Thrones or, you know, Walking Dead or something like that, there's no boring episodes setting everything up. It's like you jump right in and then the world keeps expanding and and shit just gets crazier and crazier. That's a great feature. Oh my God. I've been trying to not watch them too quick. I'm on episode eight of 10. And from what I hear, they're making another season. So I just, oh my God, I can't wait. So if you guys out there are just like, what do I want to watch? Please watch this. Just it's so great. I can't say enough like about it. Like I said, awesome, cool. What about you? All right. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna piggyback on yours a little bit. Let's hear it. Um, I only bring this one up because I watched a really bad movie of a franchise that I like that mm-hmm. Ridley Scott also directed. I recently watched. Uh, I think it was Alien Covenant, mm-hmm. and it was fucking terrible. Yeah, that one is. Uh, he definitely missed the mark. Um, no, Alien, it, the original Alien, I had to rewatch. It was like cleansing my palate, you know? It was like, uh, it's like after you take a shot of tequila or something and put the lime in there after or something like that. But Okay, so just since you brought this up, I've been on a huge text chain with some friends of mine trying to figure out what does the xenomorph eat? Because... It, it, it boils everything with acid in its mouth, right? No, the acid's not in its mouth, it's in its blood. Oh, that's right, that's why they cut themselves in that one. Yeah, to get so before. you see the alien burst out of the chest, it runs around, disappears, and then it comes back and it's full grown. And I was saying, 
that's a lot of mass to make up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So my friend's like, oh, it must have a fast metabolism because it ate the inside of this dude's stomach. And I was like, no, it couldn't have eaten this dude's organs because this guy's in no pain before it bursts out of his chest. If it was like hemorrhaging blood, there'd yeah. be some significance. Unless they have some sort of numbing. Yeah, but still. But you still, if yeah, your organs organ were being eaten, you would die. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, well, the only thing I could possibly come up with is that like maybe it's saliva is just slightly less acidic. And it could like burn stuff and then eat it like a fly. That's kind of weak. Yeah. The only other thing I could think of is like as a little baby xenomorph, it like got into the food stores and ate the food for the crew without them knowing or acknowledging it, which is just kind of weird plot hole. But if you guys have any ideas of what a xenomorph possibly could eat, tweet at us at short and spooky. What's the the hashtag for that? Uh, uh, alien lunch. <laughs> Zeno munch. <laughs> okay. Um, but Zeno sorry, munch. sorry to derail you there. No, no. The, the, the original that's, Alien that's, is The original fantastic. Alien, and, and there's so many reasons to like that movie. Um, it's a strong female character who doesn't like just get everything handed to them like a lot of the movies that are out now. Like, you know like, that script, uh, originally uh, Ripley was a man. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. And she's so, she's the most perfect Ripley you could possibly believe. Yeah, she's great. She's unbelievable. It's got this really nice plot that slowly builds... It doesn't rush right in there. It doesn't do like what they do now where it's just like all this dumb bullshit. They don't, you know, all split up and go in one direction and all this shit. It's so well done. And it, again, practical effects, so good. I, I it just, it was such a, like a contrast from watching a movie that came out um, two years ago, 2019 with the uh, Covenant. Yeah. And then watching a movie that came out in what, 80? 79, I believe. 79. And I was like, this movie looks, acts more natural and realistic and it's much more terrifying than a movie that came out 30 years i agree you're preaching to the choir man 40 years yeah that's insane yeah it just goes to show uh that like if you do a good job it'll stand the test of time but yeah. that's gonna be your pick of the week <laughs> all right we got it all right time. well so anyway we have a show we've not done that terribly often this week. We've only ever done one episode. Yeah, and you may have heard of this prefer the person who this is named after before. I don't even want to say it's their show because it's sort of very different and all the archive footage of Alfred Hitchcock. That's right. We're doing Alfred Hitchcock Presents. and uh, Of course we're doing the 80s, not the OG. Yeah, this uh, this is the 80s version. Um, how Was this like a state involved in this at all, or was this just a studio cash grab with a name? Because uh, all the footage of him with his intros is all colorized in, in archive footage. Yeah, so the story is that they took a lot of episodes that were from the original Hitchcock Hour, and they uh, shortened them into little half-hour segments, and they just called it Hitchcock Presents. But yeah, they used um, recycled footage of uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and uh, he usually says some nonsense. It's it's this one in particular was. It's quite like Henry Rollins level, like you said. Hey, do you like corn? <laughs> well, at least with you know, to his defense, Alfred Hitchcock, like they're using archive footage, so it's impossible, like to be like, oh no, wait, let's have him say something more realistic this episode. Whereas you know, Henry Rollins is like. Oh, you're still alive. You could come in and do a better... You could punch this up a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's He has no true. excuse, whereas, you know, the people that are doing Alfred Hitchcock Friends actually have an excuse. Yeah, but um, well, we're doing an episode of Alfred Hitchcock. This one's titled... Final Escape. I believe this is season one, episode nine? Uh-huh. Uh, I believe it is. I, I wrote that down quite briefly. Um, but uh, let's do uh, some drinking game rules. Yeah, I have a couple. Let's um, hear them. 
the first and foremost was I kind of combined two things was um, smoking or any sort of lighter or, or matches like any sort of lighting I, I item. Had, I had gold lighter on mine. Gold lighter or smoking because mm-hmm. I I don't know what prison prison was like. I in... thought you had to work for cigarettes. I oh, thought they were okay. Like, they were we'll like get it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um. Anytime there is like uh, glasses or sunglasses, mm-hmm. especially sunglasses indoors, that's a double drink. Uh-huh. No, no, sorry. It's one drink for sunglasses indoors. It's twice when both, there's two characters that have uh, sunglasses on inside. Okay. okay. Um, and then my last one is um, when you hear the death bells. Okay. Uh, you got a couple of mine. The only one you didn't get is uh, that I had is uh, every time uh, the lead character's white privilege gets her into trouble or just privilege in general. Yeah. She's a... Uh, She's like a regular Karen. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but those are the rules. Those are the rules. Be safe, be cautious, wear your mask when you're not drinking. Oh, you know what I realized the other day? Huh. You're on my bubble, you're my bubble bud. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, we are in a bubble. There's only like like a couple of us. For those of you who don't know, we uh, recorded in a large bubble. Yeah. We're floating like in, uh, oh no, I'm going to make a science fiction version. That was okay. Let's start with uh, the intro. Um, yeah, so what, real quick, shout out Chiller Network. Oh, yeah, gotta love Chiller. I wish it was a thing. I'd have a subscription by I now. I would be my only channel I had. Oh, very nice. I mean, we wouldn't and need another channel for Chiller, this podcast. Chiller and Spice Network. <laughs> I remember that. Or Spice Channel, I mean. Spice Channel. Um, yeah, so the, the intro song, fantastic. You can't beat that. that yeah. You gotta love that uh, It's track. iconic. It's yeah. iconic. I've, absolutely. And, um... You know, he comes in, and I have two things about this real quick. Uh, the intro thing that he says? I have three things about this, actually. <laughs> uh, well, I like how he's like, hello, fellow creatures. Yes. Um, and then I wasn't sure about what his accent actually is. I've, I've not thought about this. I've watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, he, like, up. enunciates a lot. He's very droll. He's I'm like, is this, like, supposed to be, like, some sort of hybrid English-American accent? It's got, like, this weird, like... I think it's it, his fat, like, jowls. So that's, I, that's what I, I thought of, too. I, I, the same thing, jowls. And then um, it's a very sexist uh, opening rant. That of course it is. It's like not only... It, okay, so what he says is he's doing an experiment where they're going to project a blank screen behind him and let the viewer's mental picture fill it in. And it's a lady, like, <laughs> coming in and, like, removing her clothes. Yeah. And then he's talking about, like... Uh, you know, this is like the part where the you're... show is typically watched by men. Yeah, and then your your wife's in the, the, kitchen. In the kitchen making dinner, <laughs> and she pokes her head around the corner and sees that. And then the woman behind him disappears. Yep. And then uh, he's like, "Then your wife goes back in the kitchen <laughs> to where she belongs." <laughs> and uh, the woman reappears, and she takes off, starts taking off her clothes. What's so weird though is like watching this, you're like. That woman's probably conservatively, you know, 40 years old. Like, it didn't seem like a young woman at all. No, that woman's dead in real life. <laughs> of course she For is. For us. <laughs> yeah. Damn, would have been my my only chance. Yep, that was, you missed it. You were alive for that, though, so... Off. Oh wait, I was eighty-five. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I was one years old. Not, probably not for the for the original. For, yeah, yeah, but anyway. Um. So yeah, we we uh, he sets this up and um, the episode this, starts in a courtroom. And let me say, shoulder pads and sunglasses. Yeah. So we meet our meet uh, our main character. His name is Lena. Tr- Lena. 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 
Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'll I, say I, Lena. I honestly didn't even write her name down once. Lena Trent is her name, Ugh. and she has the biggest sunglasses I've ever seen. And she's wearing uh, NFL linebacker's shoulder pads. Yeah. So I, I wrote... Like, like was, No, no, no. You know what it looks like? It looks like she... Um, it looks like she wrapped a huge comforter around her. And I, I, what, I, what I wrote down was that uh, it looks like she took her... Uh, what would you call that thing she's wearing? A blazer? Well, she took her blazer out of the closet and forgot to take the coat hanger out of the fucking thing. Like it looks like she has a coat. She's wearing a coat hanger, but it's like a there. double wide coat hanger. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those long, long ones. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, it was just so insane. And her her glasses. That's looked... where you hide. And then it's eighty five. That's where you hide all the coke. <laughs> yeah, and the cigarettes your, apparently. And your shoulder pads. But her glasses too are like gigantic. They go I, off her face I, like an inch on both sides, like a VR helmet or something. Yeah, I didn't know you were allowed to wear them. In the courtroom, and you're also allowed to just smoke. Smoke as oh, soon yeah. as you get convicted of uh, life in in prison. So yeah, she's being uh, convicted of murder. Um, so uh, just real of quick, her husband. Do they say that? Yeah, she's like, I love my husband so much. Okay, cool. Just double checking because there's something else later that I wasn't sure of, and I wasn't sure because her husband is still alive or not. But we'll get to it. Um, so just real quick, I watched the original version of this as well. Do, oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about, should I bring up any, like, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to discrepancies a, between yeah, yeah, the original? 100%, sure. Okay, so just real quick, in the original one, it's not a woman who gets arrested, it's a man. He doesn't get arrested for murder, he gets arrested for robbing banks, and the Doc character has nothing wrong, like, it's not really his eyes that's the problem, it's he's because he's a total drunk. I like this guy a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I'll, you know, whatever uh, discrepancies happen, we'll, we'll hit them as they come. Uh, but uh, the judge sends her to uh, life in prison. Mm-hmm. And what does she say? Uh, she's like, she's like go, go fuck yourself or something. Basically. No, she says, kiss my ass. And, well, but they, <laughs> they, they bang the gavel right when... Uh, they can't say ass. No. Um, but I like how she goes from, like, one second, she's like... And this is a common trait for her throughout the episode. Is she goes from being like this, like trying to play this sympathetic character, being like, "I loved my husband," to lashing out. Wildly. And then as soon as she doesn't get what she wants, it lashes out. Like you said, it exactly. Um, One of the things the judge says that comes back a little bit is he's like, um, "You are an escape artist, escape artist." Oh, yeah, but there'll be no escaping this time. Yeah, uh, I have um, my closing statement. I actually t- touch on this a little bit, so okay, I'll save my full thoughts for that. But yeah, we're led to believe that. She's been in trouble with the law before. It sounds like she's probably done something similar to this before and gotten away with it, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, Hit someone with their car, but this time she killed her husband. Yeah. How, how do you think she killed him? Smoking. Um, <laughs> Secondhand smoke. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of, like, Alfred Hitchcock. Probably just fed him red meat for, like, 30 years straight, like, every single meal. Playing the long con. Yeah, the long con. So she says, kiss my ass. Everyone in the courtroom is shocked. Um, Just one more second. Sorry. The escape artist. He's like, you're a bit of an escape artist. I'm like, does that mean you just stuck at staying escaped? Like, if you're well known for, like, escaping all the time, it means you're getting caught constantly after. Well, I think he was talking about escaping from being prosecuted. Oh, I didn't know if it was, like, like escaping from the law. Like, because uh, w- when you mentioned the um, the original is, like, they're not for murder it's for like robbing and stealing yeah they have like because they're stretching it out to a full hour they like show the dude like on the run from the law mm. at the beginning and getting what captured. would you do where where would you go it, what, what would be your plan if you had to like completely go off the grid and uh-huh. never see family talk to anyone again what? i don't know i'd probably go to like a national park and slowly steal sleeping bags and foods from campers as they were asleep just a picture i know it's not what you meant but 
slowly stealing a sleeping bag, like t- just <laughs> pulling taking, it off somebody, <laughs> just or just like pulling like like each night taking like a little more strip of like not even like the whole thing. You're just slowly stealing a sleeping bag, uh-huh. you're just like think of this. Oh, I got the zipper tonight. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd probably be there. So if I just end up missing, uh, go to Yosemite and come find me. I think I'd go down to like Brazil or one of those countries down there where there's no extradition. Yeah, you think you're gonna get down there? Come on, yeah. You think you're gonna get down there off the grid? Yeah. For real? Yeah. That's gonna be real t- tricky. Mm. I'll make it happen. Okay, I yeah. believe in you. Well, you'll have to come down there to record once a week. <laughs> I'll I'll send you through my tunnel. All right. No, I, I bet you I could get down there if I really put my mind to it. All right. I'd have to you know risk everything, but. But you're already on the run from the law. They're already looking for you. Yeah, exactly. What, what? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather do that than like be in like the cold in the in a, in a national park or something like that, or the hot. It doesn't have to be in a national park in America. If you're if you're able to leave this country, that like. Uh, I, like I mean, it. you could sneak across the border. I guess I just feel like sneaking from here, ten hours in a car south. Like it probably takes several days to get down just to the border as it is, and then continually going south. It's just talking about months. Of walking. Yeah. yeah. But for the rest of your life, though? Not bad. <laughs> I guess. And All then, right. you know, if you get caught down there, you, you're, they're, they they won't send you back. They you just to... kill the cops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, beautiful women. Yeah, that's right. Um, can't speak to them. No, nah, I can speak some Portuguese. All right. I don't say knife. Say it. Uh, faca. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's, how you, <laughs> that's say why you know how to say it. Yeah, well, I used to work with a lot of Brazilian guys. I, I know how to say more, but... Nice. Um, this one's fine. The, most most Brazilians speak uh, English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Nice. If you live in like a um, a non rural area, Rio, Rio, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some I have some friends and family down there. So brag. All right. Well, uh, you hear my bag getting packed up. Uh oh. Um. Anyway, back to the story. So, uh, she tells uh, her lawyer. Uh, Lena tells her lawyer. She's like, "I'll be out of here in weeks." And well, immediate she's also... smash cut to being on a bus being taken to a prison. Well, we also right before that we find out that this is um this is the last of her appeals. Yeah. She's like, "Appeal it," and the guy's like, "This is the last of the appeals." Like, yeah. has she, I feel like she's just not paid attention this entire time that she's been appealing. She's probably just been getting. Fucked out of her mind on drugs. Uh-huh. And that's why she's got the shades on. I would be. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Then you get detox in jail. Uh, they'll give you some medicine. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, she, the lawyer's like, we're out of money. And she just berates him. And she's like, I'll be out of here in six weeks. Well, she's not out of money. She's just out of options to appeal. No, he, he, he says like, you're all out of money. There's like no money to... She's like, as long as there's... Whatever. Oh, as long as there's a, a man in the world, I, there's more money to have. So yeah, she's she, basically sh- insinuating that she's a, a, a bit of a gold digger, or she mm-hmm. can get she can manipulate um, men of the, uh, people of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. and possibly of her own sex as well. I mean, um, it seems like that from her actions later. Um, I love like when she's leaving and she's like kind of yelling out loud and saying all this. Like the murmurs in the crowd are classic. Like, uh, I can't believe this. Yeah. I'm gonna get out of this place in six weeks. Like I'm like, is it? Why well, so specific? Six weeks. You're like, takes me four weeks to case the place. One week of leisure, <laughs> and then the last week's all getting out. Um, but yeah, so we we cut right to her on the bus. Uh, she's riding around the bus to her, the women's prison. As they uh, pass, uh, we see a bunch of men digging a grave uh, in a little cemetery. Our first viewing of Doc. Doc, yeah. he's. Uh, what name do you have to give you the nickname Doc? That's because he's a doctor. He's not. I know, but he acts as one. 
Yeah, he acts as this guy is. He's like, based on a character from the original one named Doc, who is a doctor. Oh, uh, okay. Because this is grossly. He he really needs to like file some complaints with the state. Well, a lot of things are going on at this prison. They're like, I'm the grave. Well, just go ahead a little bit. He's like, I'm the grave digger. I'm the person that brings the dead bodies out. I'm also, for whatever reason, like in the, in like the infirmary. When she wakes up, he's, she yeah, he's got like, a lot of things he's taking care of there. Well, it seems like this this prison is very understaffed. Understaffed <laughs> and also all men. There's only one female guard there. Yeah, they just show her up at one point. And she's like, "Yep, I'm here. All right." <laughs> and they're like, "All right, here's your twelve bucks. Go home. Thank you." Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she uh, she gets in there, and I had one of my favorite scenes is when she's uh, doing the classic thing of getting her items that she has on her possessions. Mm-hmm. You know, one pocketbook, and then we have a, like a bit of a plot item here. The golden lighter. Golden lighter. And so she's like... Let me keep it. And she tries to do her first, which is what her first go-to of manipulation is, sexuality, favors, trying to butter up a, a male I mean, person, she, take she's advantage. in women's prison. I mean, if she got those type of skills, put them to work in the women's prison, you know? Yeah, I mean, and start, start okay, finger blasting. This, this is also a double drink. Okay. Because they're both wearing sunglasses. The, yeah, the, the, the guard. The, the guard is the coolest dude in the whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's just like, he's the only one that's like actually sensible. Like, he's just like, nope, you're not going to manipulate me. Which is what you hope from a prison guard. Prison guard. Um, yeah, so he takes the, the golden lighter, which she apparently is like, it's so expensive. Who pays that much money for a lighter? Uh, her What's dead husband. What's the most money you ever spend for a lighter? I mean, that thing looked like a, probably a couple hundred bucks if it's made out of gold. Yeah, I don't know. It seems to, whatever. Anyway, so, um, so she, she gets get, back to her bunk. Yeah, she's in she's in her prison uniform now, and we meet her new cellmate, mm-hmm. who I thought was gonna have a major role in this uh, in this whole story, but just exposition, just a little exposition, and she's like this like like grandma type figure who's been in this jail cell for forty years. Yeah, by herself. Because, no. like, when she gets... Maybe she just, like, decorated the place by herself. Cause it seems like a lot of people die often at this jail. Yeah. Even I keep hearing well, this bell ring. Well, if you ring. think about it, like, when, when she's doing, like, the physical labor, the jobs that they have to do, like, there's, like, a, a crazy equipment that Machinery. easily could, could yeah. turn into weapons in seconds. Buzzsaws and shit. Uh, the entire time, I'm like, this is definitely a women's prison because if this is, like, a men's prison, that drill would just instantly be inserted in someone's forehead. Or throat. Or throat. Or neck. Which is also throat, <laughs> different, different part. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but her, there's like pictures. So she gets in her um, her cellmate's bunk on the bunk, and there's all all her pictures are like around. She starts like, smoking. Yeah. Also, we we touched on this earlier. Like, there's they're just you can't have your lighter, but here's some matches and, and you can cigarettes. take your yeah you can take your cigarettes in with you. Sure. Yeah. Um. And. It, not to jump too far ahead, so let me fill one thing in real quick. So yeah, we we have the this little brief exposition conversation with our cellmate, and she's like, "Oh, you basically better be careful of Shirley, who's the the bad bitch in yeah. the she's in the she jail. runs this prison. Yeah, she's the big kingpin." Um, and so yeah, then it cuts. You know, she kind of like they show her like lingering, like thinking about like, oh, "Okay, this is like, something I need to think about for a power move or just." You know, it's in her plans to, to make. She's some like, sort if of someone conference. knows how to escape, it's this chick. Yeah. And so she goes up to her. Um, 
Gives her a cigarette. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, is it like, oh, you can bring your cigarettes in, but that's the only pack. Once you run out, you're fucked. Because, like, if you could just buy... If I was in prison and you could just buy cigarettes, like, I, I as, like, a, as a recent not, uh, quitter of smoking, I would have just fucking boredom would just buy cigarettes. You have nothing else to spend your money on. Well, this is back in the 80s, so you get three meals a day and a pack of smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, here you go. Here's your government-issued pack. Yeah. Ugh. But, um, yeah, that jail stinks like a fucking ashtray. Dude, the whole thing looks terrible. Uh, so we meet Shirley, uh, uh, again, another character I thought was actually going to play like a bigger role, bigger role. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Lena gives, uh, Shirley a smoke and she notices that Shirley is using her golden lighter. Yeah. Which is again, no, I'll bring this up at the end. This sets her off though. Yeah. It sets her off. She, she wants her gold lighter, um, in... She's like, oh, give it back I'd... to me, cow or pig. She calls something. her something like well, that. Well, because she uh, surely turns her down on the offer of like trying to get her. Snuck yeah, she's out. like, if she's you, like, I, if, you're stupid if you think you're getting out of here. Yeah, she's like, you're. Yeah, she and she gives her a little forehead tap, which understandably could set someone off. But you're, it's your, you're. Uh, what she we already find knows out, you're the baddest bitch. You're four hours into your prison thing, and you've already like wasted all your opportunities and burnt your bridges with anyone that's potentially got some power to. And you, then you, Shirley beats the shit out of her. Later on, yeah. No, right now. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. This is their first girl fight out of two. Well, okay, this is not the one she gets the shit kicked out of her, though. No, this is when she gets sent to the warden. Yeah, but she th- gets that, that's not when she up. gets a sh- she gets She gets roughed up. Yeah, I wouldn't well, say she doesn't up. get any hits in, so I call that getting your ass kicked. Mm, okay, she get, they have a fight. Yes. One-sided. Yeah, and uh, she winds up with the uh, warden, and the warden's like, You've only been here for four hours. You're already getting in a fight, but you know what? I'm going to give you some special treatment. Yeah, so, yeah, she has, like, a life sentence, but thinks that the warden is going to transfer her after four hours and a fight of being in prison. Yep. And he, like, again, another character who just doesn't show back up again, for the most part. Yeah. She gets put on special detail by the warden, and that's uh, cleaning and stuff. And it, Well, it, there's also, the conversation between the two of them is really funny because, um... It's almost like like unintentionally sexual. He's like, when I come down on inmates, I come hard. Is that right? Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, to there, that. if you go back some to some good double entendres. Yes, without intentionally doing it, I believe. You know, he's like, I don't look. That, he's like, I look. I'm like, if you can't say ass, then they're probably not going to get too graphic with it. No, it, it, I, it was just my imagination or just my stretching of imagination. But there definitely it could be interpreted as something, but. All right, yeah, so then um, she goes by and meets Doc. Meets Doc, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, this guy wishes he was Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman probably saw this episode and was like, this is how I'm going to act in every single one of my movies. Yeah. Like, the same pacing and, like, the stretched out, like, pauses in between everything. She she recognizes him from when she saw him digging graves before. And I don't know if you caught what he was doing when he came in, but he was sanding these coffins that he makes by hand yeah and i was like damn like these are cheap as shit they're just square pieces of wood like i gotta yeah. say what it's like a, no, a it's, quarter it's, inch three quarters of an inch completely there's no like what he's using to like um taper up the the wood like uh-huh. and everything like it's like a plane it would be a plane and you'd normally use it to make like like rivets or like not rivets i'm sorry like ups and downs like waves almost yeah nope he's just making it flat these are literally <laughs> well he has cataracts flat, flat, flat. <laughs> maybe he thinks he's doing something it's else like yeah he's, he thinks it's a beautiful work of art she means yeah she immediately goes uh are those cataracts glasses 
Oh, she knows them. That makes me think that she's her... like, wow, I, I, I wear sunglasses that big. Yeah, I, I think it makes makes me think that um, her dead husband was probably old. Oh, good, good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, so did you notice the prison guards all wear bow ties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was another drinking game rule. I was gonna. I was trying to think of that all fucking yesterday and this morning. Oh God. Um. So what, what, like, who was like, what? Whatever. They must have been like filming something else and like the next set over from this, and they were like, yeah, you look enough like a prison guard. Just. Keep the bow tie on. Whatever. Just shut up. We're fancy. Uh, so uh, we get a little more exposition where we find out that uh, Doc's got cataracts and he's hoping to uh, get some money approved uh, for an operation by the state. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of like stick that in there so you can put it in your back of your mind. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we see that Lena has this opportunity the next time she's doing laundry. Um, yeah, the for state, a little... you know what? The sexist 80s, it's, uh, they're in prison and they're still making them do the laundry. That's right. All right. And then she has this Instead grand of... idea to like just go and hide in the fucking, in the laundry pile. Yeah. That's like when you're a kid, you're at McDonald's play place and you go hide in the ball thing and you're yeah. like, well, I'm just going to live me here. I'll be here for the rest of my life. This is going to be great. Well, it's also like the most contrived like escape plot that you see in every, every single, single movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then all of a sudden, uh, sunglasses cop, uh, recognizes that she's not worth them. Well, that, she, I, I didn't pick up if she, if he actually noticed that she wasn't there or <laughs> just like, I want to poke around at this laundry yeah. just to be sure. Maybe one of the thongs are in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so funny. Like, he's like, the, it's already, the, the, the door's already down and, and he's like, they're about to drive away and he's like, hang on. And he goes in there and pokes around and finds her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets 30 days in solitary. And, and she's like so convinced when she's going in that she's like, this is so easy. This yeah. is so dumb. Like everyone's such an idiot. Didn't seem like that much of a problem. No. Um, yeah, 30 days in solitary. And she's been in way worse solitaries besides that. So. Yeah. So, you know, that's supposed she's to not completely that great break somebody. Artist. Like for like a week, that's supposed to break somebody. So you got 30 days and she's coming out exactly the same way she yeah. went in. You can't break what's already broken. She's evil through and through. Yeah. So her first order of business uh, is getting another fight. This is, I Shirley. said, time for the beatdown. Yeah. So this one goes on a lot longer and it's actually two versus one. She, well, there's one kind of like watching. Surely, yeah. And then she grabs her at some point too. Like Shirley's got some muscle uh, helping her out, beat her up. Yeah, um, oh, was smart. That's what you do when you're a strong leader. Yeah, and she finds herself up in the uh, infirmary. Uh, infirmary, and she's uh, got she Doc wakes, looking at her. She wakes up, Doc's looking at her, and the first thing, without even like looking in a mirror or touching her face, she's like, my face, what happened to my face? And I'm, I'm like, like, you have you, one scrape on your forehead. And you remember exactly what happened. You got the yeah. shit beat out of you. She looked like, when I got mugged a couple months ago, like... I looked way worse than that, and I didn't wake up the first thing to well, be like. Obviously, well, I mean, she got prison beat up. But I what got, I'm saying I is, I got casual beat up. But yeah, but yours is real life, and hers is Hollywood. That's true. And then there was a uh, a doc sitting right above you. <laughs> there was a uh, older black man <laughs> carving my uh, <laughs> my my coffin. Very good. Um, so she talks to Doc, and she's like, um, one of the things she says is, um, he's like. Uh, my cataract thing has not yet been approved. Um, she's like, you poor thing, you're probably blind. And then she goes, 
my husband used to like work, work in with- a blind kids at Stanford Children's Hospital. And I was like, damn, she killed this dude and he was a good guy. You know, my favorite part about that is what is she goes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I know she goes. Uh, she says what you just said. You know, my, my husband used to work with blind kids at Stanford. Um, you should have seen those kids because <laughs> yeah. they couldn't see themselves. Oh God. What a dumb line. Um, so yeah. So one thing we'll say, um, about her character is that she's truly always thinking one step ahead. She's always scheming. I was like, mm-hmm. she's always trying to make up a plan. That's why she's probably considered the escape artist, even though she gets caught all the time and has to escape. That's why she's probably so prolific. Anyway, she has this little... Well, so her, a letter comes in for, for Doc. Yeah, it comes in. Uh, of course, he takes off With, his glasses sitting her, on her bedside. Puts them right next to her. And then when the letter comes, he easily walks across the room, takes the letter out of his hand, like puts it on the desk, and opens then he's it like, up. Oh, right. I, I forgot. Need to, yeah. <laughs> I need this thing glasses. I was just complaining about. And then I can't remember where I put them down two seconds ago. Yeah, I'm Maybe like, go if, check where you were. Yeah, I was like, so you take them off? Or oh, whatever. It was bullshit. But this part had me guessing for a, a hot second. Not a hot second. I guess for just a second when, you know, she she at first is like, like, oh, maybe this guy's going to be like her um, way of. I didn't really think this, but like part of me was like, maybe this is like her way of her redeeming arc of some sort. Maybe something like that. Like she's going to befriend him and, or whatever. And they're going to run off, whatever. But, you know, she has this little dodgy look over this at the glasses when at the drink um, when he is like, oh, I can't read the letter. So she picks them up and she slowly walks over and drops them on purpose. Yeah, she uh, makes like she's going to hand them to him and just kind of like drops them immediately, breaking the glasses. Yeah. Because they're cheap. Yep. And uh, she's like, oh, don't worry. Let me read that letter for you. And oh, he also says, he's like, I'm going to get one from the, the um, what, uh, it's like where you put your weed up from. What's the term for those? Uh, Stash? No, no, no. Like, like the actual pl- places we go to. Head shop? No, um... It's a more formal term for it. Dispensary? Yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll get some new glasses from the dispensary. Uh-huh. I'm like, huh? This guy's buying weed and glasses at the same time. Yeah, man. He's got those cataracts. You know he's taking advantage of it. Oh, yeah. Look at that CBD oil. So uh, she looks at the letter uh, that's from the state to say uh, if it's going to be a yes or a no. And it turns out... We don't know either way, to be well, honest. No, it says approved. Oh, did it show that? It showed a close-up of it and said she said that uh, his operation is approved, um, but she lies, of course, and says that it's not because she wants to basically use her money as a way to manipulate him. Yep. And uh, yeah, so her plan that they come up with. Well, first of all, he's gonna give. He's gonna get her a master key. Yeah. Which shouldn't exist in prison, but yeah. No, my um. Side note, real quick. My one of my uh, my dad's best friends much younger than my dad, but a good friend, A.J. Bauman, he uh, went to the University of New Hampshire in, in like, the, I want to say the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he acquired a master key. Mm-hmm. And, like, truly master key to every single room in the entire uh, campus. Cool. And he, like, went in and, like, changed all his grades, like, on the last day of the semester because he, like, had failed, like, almost all his classes, but he snuck into all his teacher's classes, and this, like, way old-school computer thing just went in and, like, changed everything from, like, a, you know, a D or F to, like, That's a legendary. C-. Yeah. All the elevators that would close at night, he could do it all. they go to the cafeteria. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Nice. I did, that, nowadays, you would get... That's, like, terrorism, basically. Basically. Anyway, Master Key... This is a funny thing for me. Like, so, let me just set up the plot. It's basically that what they, they their plan is... She's gonna. 
so during this time period, we hear these death tolls. Yes. And then when, for whatever reason, instead of just like radioing him or like announcing everything, like, hey. They don't have radios. It's prison. Yeah, right. <laughs> they they ring, a, it sounds like a church bell. And like, that means if there's any time a church bell is ringing, apparently someone died. And take a drink. Yeah, and take a drink. Um, And so, yeah, the the plot is, the plan is next time someone dies, she's going to sneak out in the middle of the night with her master key from her cell. Mm-hmm. And she's going to go hop inside the the coffin with the dead body with the dead body and be carried they're out they're gonna get, get carried out they're gonna get buried and then he's gonna come out dig her up let her loose and then he, you know she's gonna she's pay for his operation him that that's he's gonna the pay plan. yeah that's and you know obviously she's being manipulative m- manipulative yes um so we cut to her bells ringing drink i was gonna say you know it's very coincident uh that the uh, bells ring in the middle of the night when all the guards go to bed yeah but that's, that's, <laughs> when, know, that's when people would die yeah yeah i just would have loved it if it was like during the day and she's locked up and she's no way she could do it i just want to see this plan fail basically um but she gets up in the middle of the night and she goes uh and climbs inside of a coffin and uh the next day we see she's being buried yeah um, and she, once she's in there, she is like sweating her fucking tits off. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the thing. This is why I wasn't sure if she killed her husband or not, because she here, she's in the coffin. She's kind of laughing like maniacally. Like she's like, my plan worked. And she says, I can't wait to see his face when he finds out. And That's it's, it was the, it was about uh doc, the doc. What, yeah, why? She was going to get unburied by doc and then just be like, fuck you. I don't, cause I, you know, he didn't. She doesn't have the money yet. She'll, she has to go find a man first. I guess. But the thing is, I, I wasn't sure what she was referring to because I was like, why would Doc be surprised by digging her? I think fact she, she's still alive. The, and I thought maybe, I was like, is she talking about the lawyer? Is she talking about her husband? I was like, who is this person? But I guess it could be Doc. That's what I interpreted as that. that, that that's just me, though. Um, I, I just thought it was, uh, I thought she was like just going to instantly, instantly be like, Fuck you! As soon as you know, because what, Doc's not gonna be able to chase her down. So we'll see her. I know, but she could just be like, "Cool, I'll be right back." Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if you like actually did get there and was like just couldn't read the graves or anything, was just digging up like <laughs> other people's graves for like, a couple hours? Yeah, well, um, he doesn't have any glasses. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then also, well, actually, he would be able to tell because the grave itself. There's a mound of dirt. There's a mound of dirt. I'm like, are they going to come back later and like stomp on it to make it go down? It's standing up like maybe two feet of like dead loose gravel. Yeah, I'm like, I've never seen that. Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, so at first she's confident and she's sweaty still. And I mean, obviously it's a TV show, but so like you can see like the light inside there, even though it'd be pitch dark. But you're led to believe, or you you, you choose to believe that she can't see anything there. We're just seeing her for, for movies, TV's sake. And so she starts to lose her cool a little bit. She starts kind of like getting a little more stressed talking, trying to talk herself down a little bit. Like, come on, he'll come, he'll come, he'll come, he'll come, he'll come. Where are the matches? Where are the matches? And then let's take a drink. She pulls the matches out, which is not smart too because that's burning oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pulls the match out, lights it, and then she looks over at the corpse next to her. And who is it? Big reveal. It's Doc. It's Doc. Doc is the man who died completely unprovoked in in the original one it's because the dude is like a total alcoholic and his like liver quits on him which is great because they establish that he's a drunk right away and it's like 
They don't. There's nothing with his eyesight. There's I, nothing. That would have been that. great if they did have something with his eyesight. We're like, yeah, he walked right into traffic. <laughs> so with that, like, fell off something. Anything well, like that. If they cut back, they'd be like, he walked into the machine shop where all the women are, yeah, drilling and buzzsawing. <laughs> he walked into a giant pair of sunglasses and they crushed him. All right. So she screams, and uh, that's oh, the end of it for her. Screams. I like her scream. The scream was great. Yeah. She does one of those, ah, 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 like that. It's real great. I feel like when I get scared, I don't scream. I'm more of like a silent, like, like, I don't remember the last time I like actually screamed, screamed. No, I don't think it, it happens very much. You have to be pretty terrorized, I feel like. Yeah. Um, or, I can't remember the last time I was buried in a coffin after escaping prison. That's probably the last time I screamed. Did you remember that one time? Yeah. All right. So uh, then, of course, we have a little Hitchcock bit at the end, but he doesn't say anything he's just like see you next week oh yeah they, i love they keeping nothing. it brief like yeah. if you don't have something clever to say or just don't even show him at all just, i guess yep. see you next week is okay you got i mean it's, it's he's a the show. namesake yeah he's the namesake you gotta um and that's it for this episode yeah um should we get into our ratings yeah but how do we i forgot uh what do we use to rate our episodes creepy crawlers we got a fly in the studio, people. That means uh, take a drink for the short and spooky uh, <laughs> standing Bingo. drinking games. Yeah. Um. Also, how did she? I mean, like, I know that she knew there's gonna be a body next to her. Uh huh. How did you not look at all? Well, maybe that's why the bell rang in the middle of the night, so she couldn't see the dude's face when she took off the okay. lid of the coffin. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um. But why would they ring? A death bell for him? For him, when yes. he's the only one that has to respond to a death bell. It's ceremonious. There's someone else, like, he had, like, an understudy. Uh-huh. You're a... He's like, they you're a grave digger, Harry. They had the other black guard with the sunglasses. He's like, all right, we gotta need like, to fill his place. My time, man. It's my time. <laughs> he's like, I get to be Morgan Freeman for a little bit. Yeah. What if that was Morgan Freeman in real life? <laughs> his first role. First role, that's why he's the sunglass man. Hell yeah. Best character in the whole episode, too, by the way. All right. Um, let's do my creepy crawler. Let's see. There, there really isn't any character development in this episode at all. There's no arc. There's no, um, really, there's no, like, like, moment where you're like, oh, this person is learning or this person's doing that. Um, for the most part, everyone is exactly who they are from the beginning to the end. And even then, I felt like this episode could have been, like, fucking five minutes long mm-hmm. with what happened. Yeah. Like, you're established early on, this this lady's... It's uh, at a brisk pace. Very brisk pace. I am. Um, I actually think what would have been more interesting would have been what happened before this trial. The murder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Um, One second. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> All right. What would have been more interesting would be, like, the the murder of her husband. What happened there? If that's what the, she was getting trapped, I mean, she's getting life. She clearly murdered someone. Mm-hmm. The previous escapes. What what earned her the the nickname? You know, as an escape artist or whatever. That that sounds more interesting than this really straightforward. You know, it's going to happen. Partially because it's an Alfred Hitchcock thing. You know, that's going to be some sort of twist at the end. But no, she. There's no development. There's characters that come in and go out. That, that you know, there's there's uh, besides the two beatdowns. Shirley's in there just for a second. The warden's in there just for a second. Sunglasses Man is just there for two quick little sequences. And then Doc is there. And Doc, Doc's character probably is more interesting. He's been doing that for 40 years. He's probably seen a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's probably gotten a lot of tail, man, working in a woman's uh, woman's prison. Mm-hmm. That, he probably got so much pussy sitting on his face, that's why he got cataracts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Um, um, never in my mind did I think she was going to escape the coffin once she got in there. You knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the title alone gave itself, you know, final escape was mm-hmm. was enough. You knew something was going to happen. She's going to finally get her comeuppance. But I don't know. I wouldn't watch this with... I wouldn't show this to someone. I think if anything, I, from what you described, I would watch the the original one. It sounds a lot more interesting, much more detailed, much more layered, much more developed. Well, I can understand that it's half the, the time this episode, but to me, I just... I watched this three times, and times two and three, I was just like, kept on looking at the time, being like, is this over yet? So I'm giving this a four out of ten creepy crawlers. should call you the Iceman. The Iceman's back, baby. <laughs> All right. Yes. I still love Albert Hitchcock, though. <clears throat> All right. So, hey, bud. Um, let me get this straight. Uh, it, your score, what was it? Four point? Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Yeah. Does that include the um, negative deduction for the uh, uh, sideburn bonus? We just we established yeah, that no, last no, no. week. Was that, there sideburns in this one? No, but you said if they don't have sideburns, you're deducting 0.25. Okay, so let me go down to a three <laughs> a three point seven five. That is that rough. Is low as it gets. All right. Well, uh, I watched this episode, and uh, like I said, I watched the original one, and the original one fucking drags. So there's oh. all this shit that's established that's completely unnecessary. It has nothing to do with the twist. So when I'm watching this, I'm like. Yeah, they don't do a whole lot with the characters. They are kind of exist in a vacuum. But it's also nice to not have all this extraneous shit to, like, throw you off the track. So they fucked it up in both directions with each of these versions. Yes. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, that as is, is bad as the characters are, like, it, again, reminded me of maybe an episode of um, Tales from the Crypt. In the sense that the main character is just a piece of shit through and through, and you don't care about what happens to him. And also, I yeah. feel like the twist ending there could have been, a, like, exactly something from a Tales from the Crypt. Yep. Uh, where the person's, like, trapped in their corpse. Of course, if you were watching a Tales from the Crypt, they'd be, like, decomposed and shit like that, which would be great. Um, having watched several episodes of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour... Um, this one was probably one of the best ones I watched. There's another one with Mark Hamill, who's like uh, a guy who wants to jump off a building who gets talked down. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, maybe we'll do that if we ever do the show again. But it had been so long since we took a visit to Alfred Hitchcock. I wanted to do another one. And this one was probably the best out of the ones that were there. Um, what am I going to give this? Would you, would you show it to someone else? Would if, you show it to someone else now? If, let me put it this way. If this was a Tales from the Crypt, I would like it. But because it's so dated, it just doesn't have the appeal of the 90s to me. It doesn't have, like, the blood or the gore or anything. Like, you know... Zero when, star power, too. Yeah, you know if this was a women's prison in Tales from the Crypt, you're going to see some boobs. Yeah, I, I knew the entire time I kept being like, oh, oh no, right, this is not going to happen on this one. So, like I said, I liked the story. Um, it just the execution was off for me. Um, I wouldn't show this to a person... And then, of course, I have to duck the 2.5 for the negative sideburn bonus. So that's going to give it a 4.75. Oh, wow. We're, we're very uh, similar. Scores. Yeah, not a one, not, one, one, uh, one creepy crawl off. Not not a great showing. No. But still, I enjoyed it. it, it I enjoyed it, but like like but that's my metric like we've always talked about is like, I enjoyed it because uh, this is what we do. This is our job. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't for one second. We took an oath. We took an oath. <laughs> yeah, we um, we each removed the ball. Yep. We have them in a jar right here in the, in the studio. They're for uh, Tommy Jr. Yes. They're both <laughs> vacant of anything useful. Uh-huh. 
Um, so yeah, that's a that's a three point seven five for me. And it's a four point seven five from you, right? That's right. Um, so yeah, that uh, this is a, this is a low one. We've actually had some pretty decent ones lately. Um, that's why I wanted to throw this one because I think our next episode is going to be a lot of fun. So just a little palate cleanser. Yeah, um, I'm excited for that. All right, and we like to uh, occasionally, when we have the time to, at the end of the episode, uh, read some emails from from our very very nice shorties and spookies and dads and alamitas and all the good things and grandmas. Um, so this week uh, I picked one. It is from uh, Toby G. What's uh, up, Toby G? Hi, Toby. Hi, Toby. Um, this one is... All right, he says, Hi, shorty and spooky. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I like the way he did that. I've always been a firm believer that the Scorter film can make an okay movie great. What are some of your favorite story... What are some of your favorite score soundtracks from oh from horror sci-fi movies? My personal favorite is probably the 1980s thing. Very nice choice. Very nice choice. Mm-hmm. Um, oof, off the top of my head. Um, hmm. Any thoughts? Oh yeah, I got some thoughts. I, okay, w- w- we can do a couple. Let's do. Um, I I know one of mine. Sure. And it's just it's a minimalist. It's The Shining. Oh yeah, and that's, it, that's great. It's it's so like it's just. The silence, then mix with this like slowly building like one or two instruments. Yeah, unbelievable. That is a good one. That one sets the tone really well for that movie. Yeah. What uh, What else you got? Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a page out of this uh, uh, Toby's book. Um, he likes the thing by John Carpenter. You gotta love the theme song to Halloween by John Carpenter. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the most iconic scores you can I can think of. Absolutely. No, that absolutely. one's great. If I'm thinking of other like horror and sci-fi ones, well, one of the favorite music scores that I remember buying and listening to as a kid was the Jurassic Park score. That one's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Super epic and beautiful. And they have, like, all these different nuanced parts to it. That one's fun. No, that's a really good call. Um, um, gotta love Jaws, right? Jaws. I, that was my, my other one I was gonna go with. That's the first thing that popped in my head was shining the Jaws. And that's kind of, like, the way I like is like... I'm trying to think of, like, like music, like like songs. Well, that's not the score. Well, I mean, like, soundtrack. I, that's the other thing I thought. I, I mean, I, I didn't... Original song soundtrack? Well, that, that's my where my brain is How about... He, he, has, he said scores, so, I mean, but I'm also... I'm going off of that. I got I got one. A great original soundtrack. How about The Labyrinth? Oh, that is a killer. That's uh, a killer some choice. Some cool Bowie songs. What about The Babe? The Babe with the Power. I've never seen that. That song? Oh, the song. I thought you were talking about a movie. From The Goblin King? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh man, I'm trying to think of what else I liked. That's a good question. Um, Exorcist. What's the Exorcist one? Remind it's me. It's just it's very it's the same thing too, where it's like this like this like kind of like the Shining and that stuff. Um, what else? Uh, Alien. The music in Alien is really well done too. Very again, I, I kind of like the, if it's horror. I like that minimalist. I like that like that that tension that you can set with like a slowly building note. Mm-hmm. Um. That's yeah, a great Josh. question. Let me look up and see if there's any. Oh, I know one that's got a well, Candyman. Candyman's cool. I was gonna say the original uh, Planet of the Apes is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's cool. Absolutely. Remember the Marky Mark one? Uh, I tried to forget about it. Um, what else? There was something else I was thinking of when I read that earlier today. Uh, you know, it's a shitty movie, but Hellraiser's not bad. 
I guess I, I these Remember ones how they don't I was stand once. they don't stand out to me as far as like scores like maybe that's what you appreciate appreciate about it is that it doesn't take you out of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of um, uh, like it's it's interwoven kind of you know it's not like those things where you're like oh shit there's we're, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching um, American Pie and Blink-182 comes on. You know, I'm like, oh, 2002 or like 2000. Like, it's one of those things where like, oh, I didn't even notice like. It's not dated. It's not dated. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that's a great question, Toby. Um, Thanks for reaching out to us. And uh, as always, if you guys want to reach out to us. Yeah. Feel free to write us an email. Send us an email. Tweet at us. Our Um, email is shortandspooky at gmail.com. And once again, our Twitter is at shortandspooky. Yeah, and um, we we I try and do my best to read as many emails as I can and, and pick and choose. Sometimes we're a little busy. I've had more time recently because of um, health reasons. I'm a little more laid up. Um, and yeah, no, uh, we we appreciate every single one of you that that like our stuff, subscribe, download, listen to us on all our platforms, and reach out to us. It really means a lot to us. We we're hoping twenty twenty one is an even bigger and better year for short and spooky. And uh, on that note. I am going to say goodbye. 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 Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Go to bed, Tommy Jr. Yeah. Quit whacking off. I'm the devil.